Welcome to the Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where the conversation is always hot and fresh. Comfort food for your soul is always on the menu, and friends are close enough to hug. Pull up a chair. We've been waiting just for you. Welcome to Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends. I'm Luann Prater. And I'm Tracy Eister. We gather around here in the cafe every week because you have told us that it makes a difference. You know, I can't tell you how many times I've had women come up to me at a concert or an event and say, please don't stop doing what you're doing. And Tracy, one in particular that just penetrates my heart is a gal who uh, came up to me and said, I stumbled on to your program eight months ago and I heard the message of Jesus and I had been wandering away from him for 35 years. And I came and found your website, started reading the devotions every day, listening to a different podcast show every day. And after five months, I went and gave my heart back to Christ. Wow. Praise the Lord. Yeah. Praise the Lord. So we come here around this table and we we ask you, girlfriend, what is it you struggle with? How can we help you? Because... That's what God has called us to do. That's why it's called Encouragement Cafe, because we are walking this. We are not perfect, not one single person in this cafe, not one. Not one. And and we also know that we don't have life figured out, but we know the one who does. Absolutely. And our heart is to be prayerful and thoughtful, and we have all the same struggles, and just talking with each other and trying to help each other know what we're learning. And it's great when we hear from you, Mm -hmm. when you tell us how Encouragement Cafe has made a difference in your life. And then what really makes Luann happy, and me as well, (laughs) is when we know that you tell someone else, Mm. that you tell someone else what God has done in your life. Because this may be an Encouragement Cafe that you can hear a podcast or on the radio, but you can have your own Encouragement Cafe. Invite some girlfriends over to your house. Invite some girlfriends over to a local coffee shop and you encourage them. You don't even have to say, Luann said. You Mm. can just, whatever God tells your heart after you've listened to something Luann says, you let that be part of what he's teaching you and then you wrap it into your story and you encourage and love someone else in your own little encouragement cafe. I love that. And you know, we actually had some gals in Utah that told us they were doing that. They had escaped the Mormon lifestyle. And when they escaped, they left with nothing but uh, the clothes on their back. And they bonded together looking for encouragement. And so they invited their girlfriends over and they sat and listened to our program all the time. So, wow, how cool is that? That is beyond wow. That is something only the God in heaven would do. Mm -hmm. Allow us to be part of other women's lives. And then, like you said, Form your own little group and encourage others. Absolutely. So look, the reason I'm even mentioning this to you is because sometimes I think you look at the gals that are on the websites or the gals that are on TV or the the ones that are on the radio and you think that they're, they're better or they're perfect and that couldn't be farther from the truth. Kind of like that old board game, Tracy. Do you remember Perfection? <gasps> I do have a recollection of that. that. I don't really remember how it's played. 
That's but because... even the name scares me. Perfection. <laughs> so not there. <laughs> it's because it's nearly, it was nearly impossible and it was ridiculously stressful. And sometimes that's the way we approach life. We say, I'm a mess. I'm not perfect. And I'll never be able to get it right. Well, guess what? You don't have to get it right. Christ already got it right. He already has it figured out. And 2 Corinthians 12, 9 says, But he said to me, My grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. So, girl, we are all around this table weak, and uh, we come from all different backgrounds, but there's not one perfect one among us. The only one that is perfect is Jesus Christ, and he dwells in us. How exciting is that? (laughs) Exciting, a privilege, and actually mind-boggling if you stop to think about it. Mm. If you stop to think about the fact that the Most High used to dwell in a physical temple, and people had to go through so much to get to the Most High and had to be almost perfect. The cleansing in the baths, the taking a sacrificial animal, all these things to reach the Most High. And now we, in our imperfection, I refer to them as my uglies. My girlfriends know. I'll say, oh, thank you for loving me in spite of my uglies. Thank you for knowing my uglies and what they are and loving me anyway. And knowing that Christ sees our uglies, God sees our uglies, He knows all the things that we're not. He knows why we wear the mask that we do sometimes when we're out in public. And so certainly perfection is not what we're looking for. It's vulnerability and sharing life with others. Well, it's time to come around the table and admit it. Admit it, admit it, admit it, Tracy. You're not in control. Thank you for freeing me. <laughs> Luann, you have just freed me up. That is awesome. Now, can we believe it? <laughs> we cannot believe it. I mean, we keep falling back into that trap because I don't think I know a woman alive that doesn't fool herself into thinking that she does have a little bit of control. She wants things to go the way she wants them to go. And when they don't go that way, She feels like either a failure or she feels frustrated with everybody else because they have let her down. Uh, Am I right? You are right. And I think if we look back to Genesis, control started (laughs) pretty much, wasn't it? Genesis 3, when Eve decided, hmm, maybe I'll switch things up and start to control what's happening here. And a crafty little serpent hissed in her ears and told her some things. And she kind of started believing him and then added more to what God had said. So yeah, I think high control was um, birthed in us in Eve and something that we all battle with. I refer to it as a trap in, in my book, Be the Mom. And I would say of all of the feedback that I get from moms, that is probably one of the bigger ones. Just what is it with my need to control? But if you do recognize You know, it started in the garden and God told us that we would want to be um, over our husbands or basically in control of our husbands and subsequently in control of our life. So Luann, please help us all. What do we do to battle that? If it's our inherent sin nature, what do we do to beat back that need to control? 
Well, first of all, we need to recognize that we have no control. I mean, we have control over our own actions, but other than that, we don't have control, but we can be driven to our knees. And when we see life being out of control, we can say, you know what, Lord, I can't try any harder. I can't work any longer. I can't do any better. I am giving you all I've got. And I look around the world, Lord, and it just doesn't seem like it's enough. You know, I can't tell you how many times, Tracy, that I've probably said those words in my life. It's like, it will never be enough. No matter how many meals you cook, you've got to cook another one, right? No matter how much laundry you do, you've still got more coming. It will never be enough and it will never be done. And so uh, a lot of times I think that we fall into that trap of feeling like, well, if I just work a few more hours, if I just try a little bit harder, if I just do a little bit more. Psalm 119.96 says, to all perfection, I see a limit, but your commands are boundless. Did you hear that? Did you hear that, girls? <laughs> to all perfection, I see a limit. So if you're a perfectionist and you feel like, no, it's got to be right. It's got to be right, doggone it. <laughs> then you need to see this scripture as God talking to you today because he's talking to me. Is he talking to you, Tracy? He is. For me, I would say it's not going to be found as a synonym in the dictionary or on Google, but the opposite of control is peace. Mm. And what do we all want more than anything in life but peace? Mm. And so obviously the enemy of our souls want us to be, um, wants us to be bound up and seeking control so that we can't have that which we are longing for, which is peace. Because I talked about the garden, but what was the garden in the beginning before the enemy hissed those lies? The garden was peace. And we long for peace. We long for peace in our homes. That's why God called us to be homemakers, so that mm. our homes could be filled with peace. We long uh, for peace in our relationships with other people. We don't want to be bound up and have conflict. And a lot of times, oh my goodness, that conflict is caused by control. The mm. need to be in control and the need to have things our way. So sweet sister, if you are bound up um, with the need to control, I would just let you know that the Bible is filled with references to peace and how we will find our peace in Jesus Christ. If you're able to spend time meditating on his word and understanding how much he loves you. And this is going to sound so sophomoric and childlike, but I remember for a while thinking, I just want to be sort of a dumb blonde. <laughs> and and no no offense, please, to any of my blonde sisters out there, because I got a little bit of blonde going on, thanks to a bottle of highlighting. But, you know, just sort of that happy-go-lucky, mm -hmm. it's all going to work out. I don't know if anybody's ever compared biblical peace to being a dumb blonde. <laughs> so maybe we need to just edit that right out. But I, I just remember thinking, why am I so wrapped up in controlling? Why can't I be like a surfer dude? Why can't I just go with the flow? <laughs> So, Luann, I don't even know why, but maybe somebody out there needs to hear that. Chill out. God made you the way he made you. All is good. Stop control. Seek peace. And life is just so good when you seek peace. Make that your, make that your goal this week. Just tell yourself, I am going to carve out peace in my life somewhere this week. 
Okay, Tracy Eister and I are gathered around the table today, and we're just talking about how we get so wrapped up in perfection. We feel like it is all up to us. And I heard uh, a quote that said, plan like it all depends on you and pray like it all depends on God. You know, that is how we can really take the stress off of us, Tracy. We can do so much planning, but then we need to just open our hands up and say, it's in your hands, Lord. It's in your hands. And we, we have talked about trying to be perfect and saying, boy, I'm, I'm a mess and I'll never get it right. We've tried to talk about how we like to be in control. And Tracy even said that she would like to just be a dumb blonde and <laughs> and not have to worry about control issues. If we understand that the only one that is in control is the only one that's ever been perfect, and that's it, reserved for the only one. 2 Samuel twenty two thirty one says, As for God, His way is perfect. The word of the Lord is flawless. But then there's hope for us too, Tracy. Because that is talking about God. But Hebrews 12, 2 says, Let us fix our eyes on Jesus, the author and perfecter of our faith. You know, he is not going to leave us to be the dumb blonde and the surfer dude. You know, he is going to say, I know, honey, I know you want to just kind of be, uh, stick your fingers in your ears and go, la, 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 la. <laughs> I don't, I don't hear, I don't see, and I'm not responsible for any of this stuff that's going on. But he's like, no, I'm going to keep working on you because when I work on you, your faith grows. And Tracy, when, when he has grown, my faith has been in some of the toughest, toughest moments in my life. How about you? Oh, always. And you know what you read in Second Samuel you know, the pivotal part of that is that it says that the word of the Lord is flawless. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's not about us being flawless. And when we get that feeling, maybe that's the big red flag. Maybe that's the giant gong that we should be hearing where we're wanting to be flawless and perfect. Maybe that's what we need to recognize should drive us straight to the word of the Lord mm. and understand that we're not to to want to control things and have it all figured out. We're to want to seek his word and through his word, we will find peace. Through his Mm -hmm. word, we will find uh, the type of relationship with Christ where it does let us understand that we can find joy in Christ. I absolutely agree. I just had a a girlfriend who's on the Encouragement Cafe team and she was struggling and I could tell. And, And as I was praying, over next steps for the team and the the ministry, God just kept laying her on my heart to tell her to find a way, find a way to get her back into the word, to point her to me because she's trying to find her satisfaction through the relationships on the team and the relationships at church and the relationships in, in ministry. And that's all good, but her eyes were not fixed at that moment, as, as all of us, Tracy, none of us are perfect, and we all kind of get our eyes on other things. But he specifically said, you need to ask her to lead one of the devotions. 
And I asked her, and she said, oh, you don't want me. That Now's not a good time. And I said, well, here's the thing. I'm not the one that is asking you to do it because God clearly laid you on my heart. Mm -hmm. So you have to choose and usually when God is trying to get us out of our comfort zone and into his word and to do something outside of what's normal for us, then there's always a pivotal moment where we have to say yes or we turn our back and say no. And so I said, you're not telling me, you just decide because this is something that God is asking me to ask you so you you choose well she came to me afterwards and said that forced me to get into the word and I spent four hours there wow and she said it was such a sweet sweet time and it just reconnected her so Tracy we are on this on this trip together we are on this journey together but we are always to encourage one another to go back to the basics, go back to the flawless one, go back to his word and the one that will always be the director of our path. Well, when you were talking about sometimes when we're in our hardest moments is where we can draw the closest to the Lord. You think about the hymn Amazing Grace. That was written out of pain and and a man's life. So if that is where you are, where you are in pain, go straight to the word of the Lord and he will certainly show you that he is perfection and you don't have to be. Okay, so now that we've established, Tracy, that we're not perfect, I know that was a shocker for some of us. <laughs> I don't think so. I think, I think it may have been freedom for many of us. <laughs> I hope so. I hope that's what you find when you come around the table with us because, you know, we are all just um, goofy girls doing life together. And now that we have really established that we're not perfect, it doesn't mean we get to give up. You know, I know that we've talked about how we'd like to let it be someone else's responsibility, but that's clearly not what the Bible says. It says, press on, press on. Well, knowing that perfection is not what you are and is not what is required certainly allows um, freedom, certainly allows us to then pursue what it is we're supposed to be. If we know we're not supposed to have it all figured out, it allows us to pursue the one who is. I agree with you 100%, girlfriend, because when God is shaping us, it says that he's transforming us, he's molding us into what he created us to be what he created us to become from the very beginning. You know, before we were ever formed in the womb, he already knew. He already knew what he wanted us to be, what he desired us to be, what he knew would be the best. We don't always choose the best, but he knew, he knew. And so we can rest in that and go, you know what? I don't have to know. I just have to keep pressing on. I just have to keep looking where he's pointing me. I have to keep saying yes when he opens a door. And I have to be full of the faith that he's given me to say, okay, I'm trusting you, Lord. I'm trusting you. I don't have to have it all together because I know you have a plan for my life. And 
realize what is your life and what's right in front of you. Because I think sometimes the pursuit of something, the pursuit of perfection or the pursuit of what we think we're supposed to be, instead of just being obedient in the small things and in the everyday things. Because trust me, if you're driving to work every day and you're walking into an office, there are people all around you that need to see the joy of the Lord, that need to see an encouraging word, that need to see a positive attitude, that need to hear you humming hymns in your office or whatever. And and so instead of attaining something and, and searching for something, just do what's right there in front of you. I know that's true for us moms. Sometimes we think there's this big thing that we have to do and we don't realize that the big thing that we have to do for a little while is right there in our homes. And mm-hmm. so being obedient in the small things and if if you're thinking you want to encourage women on the radio someday like Luann does, well right now encourage the children in your home and the lady down the street and gather that group of moms and do some encouragement with each other. So For you, Luann, have you found that in your past that being obedient to the small things even sort of frees you up for that perfection thing that you're seeking and that big thing? Just look at what's right in front of you. Absolutely. God did not start any of us in this particular spot that we're in now. That's not where we started. We started at a very different location. And, And for me, I remember writing little Uh, I didn't call them devotions at the time. I just wrote little things for the girls that I was teaching at the time at my church. And I would send them an email, and it was like a dozen girls. And from that, they started forwarding them on to other people. And pretty soon, I had over a 1,000 people uh, reading these little snippets. that, And and so God was creating in me this... uh, heart for women and girls and I didn't even know it at the time (laughs) I was just doing what he called me to do with with the 12 girls that I that he had given me and so I had those girls every Wednesday night year after year after year and I, I started there I started there so wherever you are that's your starting point for the rest of your life you know So Philippians 3.12 tells us, not that I have already obtained all this or have already been made perfect, but I press on to take hold of that for which Christ Jesus took hold of me. Hey girl, Jesus is taking hold of you. He's taking hold of me right now. And he's saying, I have something I needed to do right where you are. And it doesn't have to be perfect because I'm perfect. It doesn't have to be what you have manufactured in your brain. It has to be an obedient heart taking the next step and saying, Lord, I am in this with all my heart. Girl, you've come to this show today on purpose. Let it sink in and may he change the way you look at perfection. And may the God of hope give you the courage to encourage others. We'll see you back here next week. Thanks for joining us today at Encouragement Cafe with Luann and Friends, where women gather, friends laugh, and hearts mend. Let's continue our conversation. Hop online when you get a chance to sit down and breathe at encouragementcafe.com. Remember, this is God's ministry, so we ask for your prayers as we reach out to women in Jesus' name.
We'll see you back here next week where we fill you up one cup at a time.